Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Guys, hi. I am really excited about today's episode because it's kind of near and dear to my heart. I have the one of the OGs of dating, relationship, and sex podcasts on today. And when I was speaking to her, I felt really nostalgic about when I used to write Darcy Dates. For those of you who don't know, I used to write a blog under a pen name called Darcy Dates. My pen name was Darcy. And for those of you who do know, it means you've been with me since the very beginning, before the stand-up, before the videos, before all of it. And I'm so excited you're still here. Anyway, when I was on the podcast, I was on her podcast. We met at Acme two weeks ago. You should check it out because it's really good. She's adorable. And I answer some really personal questions, which is fun to be on the other side for once. It's a great podcast. I unlocked DarcyDates.com, which has been locked for years for her listeners because I thought they would appreciate it. It's short, funny stories, very short entries, kind of like Bridget Jones' diary or Sex in the City, but about me. I am Darcy and all the stories are true and all names are changed to protect the innocent. Anyway, I thought, wait a second. I have to also tell my listeners about this because you guys will love it too if you haven't read it. So the website is DarcyDates.com. I like to tell people to start at the very beginning. So the earliest date you can go back and read just so the whole thing makes sense in chronological order. Start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Can you tell that I want this to be a musical podcast? Because that's really what I'd love. Also, maybe one day I'll do an all musical episode where I just like write a musical for an episode. I would love doing that. I hope you hear the nice hum of jackhammers in the background. They have been jackhammering my building for months. And let me tell you something, who needs a spa when you can sit and listen to a jackhammer in your wall the entire day? I personally don't. I think this lowers your blood pressure, makes you feel like you're in an exotic location. Anyway, today's episode is one of the kinds that I like to call real talk, where we're having more of a real conversation. It's less comedic, but sometimes I like to do that because Lindsay has a wealth of information. She's so amazing to talk to, and I think you guys are going to love it. So I get to wear my Barbara Walters hat and take my journalism degree for a spin. And by journalism, I use the term journalism very loosely since we're talking about sex on the first date and guys following booties on Instagram. So it's not like I'm expecting to win a Pulitzer for this journalism, but one more quick note, you guys are killing it on the sharing of the podcast on social. Thank you so, so much. And when you write a little thing about what your favorite part was, I love that so much. So keep it up, keep up the good work. It means so much to me. It means a lot that you're you're listening and sharing. Oh, and if you have any topics you want me to cover, I love to hear from you guys about that. That stuff too. Topics about nothing are my specialty. All right, guys, let's get to it. I'm kind of obsessed with humans, human behavior, and the things we do all day, every day that we're not even paying attention to. In fact, I find it kind of hilarious. So much so, I even made a show about it, and it's called Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley. Let's get started with today's episode.
Uh, guys, I am so excited. My guest today is Lindsay Metzelar. She is host and creator of the podcast, We Met at Acme, which is a great podcast on dating, sex, relationships. Uh, she's also a Dear Media podcast. So I'm so excited to be here with her. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Love it. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks for having me. I also love that we're both city gals. I know. So people, anyone listening to my podcast knows I'm obsessed with the city kid, people that grew up in the city and topics like New York City topics. I did a whole episode on bodega. Like I was raised by a bodega. Mm. And I no, go literally all- like raised by a bodega man. <laughs> Exactly. And so like there's certain foods I talk about that unless you were like a bodega goer, mm-hmm. you don't understand how good they are. Like they're just bodega right. food. I wanted to get into a couple of things, but if you can tell everyone, your podcast we met at Acme is amazing. I love it. Uh, I actually just listened to a couple of them this weekend. Uh, Whitney Cummings, I listened to. That was great. Really fun to listen to. And I listened to Luann and just a bunch of others. But Lindsay's also, you guys, an amazing follower on Instagram. We met at Acme because she does polls. And I want to get into the polls. I, there are so many things I want to get into. But if you could just tell us a little bit about how you started your podcast, We Met at Acme, where it originated and why Acme. Totally. Love the question. And I will tell you. So over three years ago, almost four years ago now, which is honestly crazy, I was 27 and I was completely blindsided by a breakup on my birthday, like out of all times. And I feel like you're like, wow, that's crazy. But so many people get broken up with on their birthday. Like it's, there's like, there should be a Facebook group about it because it is a real thing. And I just was so confused as to how this happened because I was like the guru out of my friends for dating. Like everyone came to me for advice. And all of a sudden I was just like totally blindsided. And so I was like, I need to talk about this. Maybe other people can relate. Like none of my friends can relate because like, I feel like I date more than they have. And like, I always put myself out there time and time again. And so I created, we've met at Acme just in hopes to like, kind of create this community where we can talk about the truth about dating and how much it sucks and how hard it is. And in the process, I ended up learning so much about dating that now I've like kind of transitioned to be like this like big sister to like daters in the world who can hopefully learn from my mistakes. And the reason that I chose Acme is because at the time I was going to Acme like all the time and people like every weekend, no one that actually mattered, but like meeting people, you know? But when it started and when you started doing this dating podcast, how many years have you been doing it for? Almost four, it's which is wild. amazing. So here's my question to you, because I used to write a dating blog under a pen name. And it wasn't until the end when they wanted to turn it into like a show and other do other things with it that I came out that I was the writer. And then I was like, I can't write about dating anymore because nobody will ever want to go on a date with me. Did you have that experience at all? Did you ever feel that way having a like a podcast about dating? Because now anyone you are, were going to date would either hear your dating stories or dating rules, et cetera. I did experience that. I actually had a guy who I was dating and he was so annoying about it. Like he would be like, don't talk about this on your podcast. Like, don't do like, I, this is not podcast material. Like, blah, blah. And, and honestly, it annoyed me so much because I was like, dude, like you're not that important. <laughs> you're like, that, this like, story I'm is like, not that good. Yeah. And then like, I would go out on dates with randoms and they'd be like, 
ha, are you going to talk about this on your podcast? And I'd be like, what? I don't even know your name. Like you, I have a date after this. <laughs> like, it's just, it was so crazy to me. And like, granted, like there might've been people I liked who were not okay with it. And that sucked. But ultimately, like the person that I'm going to end up with, and I hope knock on wood, I'm with that person right now, doesn't care and is so support like cares the like cares in terms of like they think it's awesome you know and like i there's a level of trust where like you don't like describe their dick you know right right <laughs> You're like, that's the line. So now let me ask you, now that you're in a relationship, which I know from Instagram, congratulations. You guys are cute. You just moved together or moved in together formally? We did. So we were living together through the pandemic. He had moved into my place already for like a year. But I don't think like it counts until you find your own place together. Like Because it's someone else's space, you know? And so we just got our own space together, which is really nice. So exciting. During the pandemic, I think we saw one of two things. We saw couples get closer for sure. And then we saw some couples who wanted nothing to do with each other anymore. Part of it is probably that you were stuck sitting in the reality of your situation. And there was a lot of things you had to face it seems like you were one of the couples that thrived. Uh, first of all, how did you meet during the pandemic? We met two months before the pandemic. So he went to high school with one of my best friends from college and we ran into each other at a New Year's party. And this was like, I don't even think it was on the horizon then, the pandemic. And so we had had like two months of regular dating. Okay. And then everything changed. Do you feel that your relationship got to deep, deeper levels or other levels that you wouldn't have experienced or moved quicker than usual because of the pandemic? 100%. Like I am someone who loves to have my guard up always. And so like I couldn't pretend that like I was busy or like had another date or like not commit because there was like, that was putting his life at risk, you know? So I had to just kind of like... It's crazy. And so now that we're, I mean, I know guys, we're still in a pandemic, right? But it feels like we're kind of coming out of it, right? It does. It's like, how do you, I don't even know how to phrase it politically correct right now because I don't want to say the pandemic's over. Was there anxiety about moving a relationship to a non-pandemic relationship? So much anxiety. Also because I felt so like creepily codependent because we were the only people that we were seeing mm-hmm. like for each other. And I was like, I like, what am I going to do when like the pandemic's over? And he has, like, he like goes to hang out with people who aren't me. Like I'm going to lose my mind. And then, and then I was like the opposite. Like I was like, Oh my God, go do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going away this weekend without you. It's amazing. Like, but I, when I was in it, I was like, I cannot envision being without you for more than two seconds. Like I will die. So it's changed. I get it. And it's a scary transition because then you have to tackle all the things you usually have to tackle that you didn't have to tackle during a time that people weren't going out and people weren't able to date other people and people weren't, you know, so it is, I get, I understand that, you know, that was a big adjustment. (laughs) 
Okay, Lindsay, when you do these polls on your Instagram, which I already said I'm a huge fan of whether or not they apply to me or not, are people asking you these questions? Are you thinking up these questions? Can you give us some just examples for the listeners who aren't familiar with the polls? And if you aren't, get involved because whether you're married or single or whatever, it's just so fun, I think, to see how people, where they stand on the line. It's really fun. So I used to think of every poll. And then I was like, this is not sustainable. And also like people know too much about me and my relationships. Right. So now I still think of some, but it's really sourced from all of our listeners and followers and people write in and they have their own relationship debates that they want to solve. And it's actually really like so cute and great because it's like, you know, people get this indifferent like perspective of just like, you know, like settling arguments with their partner or just something like silly things. Like if your partner is coming back from the bathroom and he's closer to the light, but you're in bed, like who should turn the light off? I like, it's like ridiculous things, yeah. but everyone can relate to that. Yeah. And I love also what's so funny is I know you read, not to sound like a total stalker, but I do watch all of them. I love a poll. I just love a poll. What are the most common questions that you get asked? Like what are the topics that people write in time and time again? And you're, you answer them or don't, but what are the most like common subjects that people are curious about when it comes to dating in 2021? One of them that's just top of mind because it happened recently is people asking what they do if the person hasn't confirmed the date. Interesting. By like a certain time that day. Like, do they make other plans? Do they reach out to them? What's the cutoff time for like, if you haven't confirmed our date by like 2 p.m., we are not going, you know, like that kind of thing. I'd imagine social media is like a big one. Social media issues in relationships. Oh my God, so many. Like my my boyfriend follows Insta models and celebrities and naked girls and porn stars and it's not okay. Is it okay? Is this normal? Normal. It's so not okay with me. Blah, blah, blah. And what is that's, your stance on that? I feel very lucky in this situation because my boyfriend is not on social media. Oh, heaven. But if he was, I would be like, that's fucking disgusting. Right. Like, just stalk them like a regular person does, <laughs> you know? Like, don't follow them. That's hysterical. I love that. But like, don't publicly show the world that you're disgusting and nasty. Like, well, because what it is also is the difference between like porn and like something like that, Instagram, right? As porn is like, it's a moment you go when it's like the moment. Instagram is like, it's constant. Like every time you open your phone yeah. and you get to falsely kind of feel like you know the person, right? Like here I am. I know so much about you because of your Instagram. So it's like a weird and it's easy access. It's like people feel like they have access. So I find that topic. What about following an ex? What's your feeling about exes and social media? This is an interesting one because I do follow exes still, um, unless like they unfollow me. But I'm so like petty that like I won't unfollow them first because I don't want them to think I care. So then like, I'll just like have exes on my feed and they'll be like posting their new baby and I'll be like, just like a ghost follower, you know? Right, right, Because I'm like, "Mm." or like I'll mute them. Mute, like if I still follow an ex and it didn't end well, they're muted. If I still follow an ex and it was like a fine ending, I will 
I will keep them in the feed. What about you? For me, if it was something kind of, you know, serious or something that didn't work out well in the end, and I don't think that we're ever going to speak again, and at least that was, you know, our intention, I don't feel it's necessary for them to follow me or for me to follow them. And I also don't follow their family or friends because it's just a different life that I'm no longer a part of, you know, and sometimes that's hard if you were close with one of their siblings or whatever, but I just, I just think it's, for the best. Now, if it's someone I dated like casually or we ended on really great note and we're still friends, I'm friends with a lot of my exes. Yeah, absolutely. But again, if it's someone who's not in my life, I don't need to know, you know, where they ate last night or like where they're on vacation. Mm-hmm. Be- mainly because I don't like, I don't care not to be mean, but I just don't like, I don't, it's not part of my universe. And I'm trying to tailor, I try to tailor things down to what is in my universe because we follow a lot of stuff and it kind of affects like how our brains look at the world. I also think it makes you feel tied in a way that like if you didn't have social media, like your ex wouldn't even exist anymore. Right, right. And and that's an option too. And people say all the time, like I just pull on block my ex on everything and we break up. And I'm like, good for you. Like, that's awesome, you know? But like, if I blocked my ex on everything, then I would have to make like a new account to stalk them. And that takes so much effort, you know? I'd rather just be able to click a button and then they're there. Right. And because there's also like the issue of like this like orbiting, like there's people who don't follow me, like not, you know, there were that I did dated, don't follow me, but will watch my stories. I'm like, can you go away? Well, it's so funny because guys have no idea that like they could be seen or caught doing that. (laughs) Right. Like they just like are so not like smart, like women, like they just like will openly like look at some story, like openly, like even like like a photo of their exit. It's just like, it's so funny. It's it's just like, it's the perfect Instagram is a perfect example of like, how not smart guys can be. (laughs) Okay, so speaking of the questions in social media, any other social media topics that come up a lot? I only ask because I do a lot of social media stuff on here. Just like, you know, he hasn't posted me yet or like when should I post him like right after we're official or wait three months after we're official or should I story him? Or what if I story him and he doesn't repost my story? Is that a red flag? Ooh. Or like, what if I debut us on Instagram and he doesn't respond to it or comment on it or like respond to me or text me and say, oh my God, like our big debut, you know, it's like... Interesting. So what is your thought on all of those things? I think if he doesn't post you and he's the kind of person who either has posted an ex or right, like it's something he has or would or do. is very active on Instagram, it's a red flag. If he doesn't post you and he's like not none of those things, then like chill. It's fine, you know? Yeah, totally. I know it would be so awkward if you posted a picture and they just said nothing. I would die. Like I would just break up with him. I would just die. Your silence shows me that we're done. Ah, That's so amazing. Okay. Lindsay, you have like kind of a set of rules. I've now, now in my research of it, you have a set of rules. Can you share some of the rules? There's one in particular that I, I don't know all the rules, but I do know of one of your rules, the texting thank you after a date. And you and I take a, a different stance on this one. The reason I believe in the text after the first date, it probably has to do with my obsessive need and overly like people-pleasing need to thank everyone at all times. 
when I send it, there's never, ever, I even send it when I never want to see the person again. I just want to be like, Mm. thank you so much for like, thanks for taking me out. Thanks for dinner. Like, even if I said it, because it's something about it feels rude and it's strictly like polite thing. And it has zero intention of like, I don't send the thank you text thinking the guy's going to be like, oh my God, she just thanked me. Now I have to, she thinks I'm going to propose to her. So Mm. tell us what that rule is. If you could like give us just a little short list of your favorite rules and like, let's, if we can go into them. So no more than two drinks on a first date is one of mine. Um, No sex on the first date, another. No texting thank you, as you said, after the date, because you've thanked them on the date already, unless you forgot to thank them on the date. Or you did something at the end that mate would excuse me would make them think that you didn't have a good time, mm-hmm. and like started crying, right? <laughs> or like slammed the door in their face accidentally. <laughs> I think that that's really all the rules. Oh, and then and then don't ask what what are we hate that, and don't like initiate dates until you're official. Okay, I like so most of those rules I I stand for. I've definitely made the drinking mistake before. I think we've all been there, and I totally agree with that that rule. Interesting about the whole sex on the first date thing is, I mean, I agree with you. And then there's always those stories where people are like, "We met in a bar, we had sex, and now we've been married for sixty two years." So mm-hmm. sometimes I think it's safe to say the rules don't always apply. And I also think that the rules are all about intentions. Yeah, a hundred percent. They're all about intentions. Like if you're, if, if the couple who got married and they had sex at a bar the first night, their intentions were not to date. Their intentions were to go home and sleep with somebody. 100%. And that's why it worked out for them. You know, if you're a girl who's like, oh my God, every guy I go out, he doesn't take me seriously, but like I sleep with him on the first date and I hope that he does. It's not going to work out for you, you know? Remember that book, The Rules? Did you ever read? There was like... Yeah, yeah. Is there an updated The Rules for like now with social media and dating apps? And because honestly, like it's a whole different ballgame. It is. It really is. So I actually had one of the co-authors of The Rules on our podcast. And I'll, I'll like send you a link to the episode. And we kind of discussed that. Like what would be today's version of that... I think we even might have talked about the thank you text on there, but it's really interesting. And I think they have come out with something, an updated uh, version, but it, it's consistent with their original, which is like essentially just don't reach out ever. <laughs> I believe if he wanted to, he would. I come from that school of thought and you don't need mm-hmm. to like remind anyone that you're there when you're mm-hmm. in the new dating stages. So when people are like, should I text? I'm like, I mean, if you just want to text because you have something to say, great. But if you're trying to like get some sort of response, like, do you want to go out? Like maybe don't. So... Another thing I heard you talk about on a podcast was butterflies being a red flag, maybe? Yes, a red flag, for sure. Can you explain that? Because I kind of agree with you. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny because we're fed that butterflies are like the best thing ever. And like I was just listening to Olivia Rodrigo earlier today and and she has a line that's like, you know, talking about his her ex's new girlfriend and she's like, She's probably amazing. She probably gives you butterflies. And I was like, no. Um, (laughs) My therapist told me, like, I want to say it was like eight years ago now, that butterflies were a red flag. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, butterflies? No, like, that's not true. 
And she was like, yes, it actually is like a fight or flight response to like you not feeling safe with this person. And I was like, no. And I was really skeptical, but I have to say she's right. And that doesn't mean that it's always bad when you have butterflies. I think that means like if you continue to have butterflies, like once you're quote unquote comfortable with somebody and like you never get to a point of being safe, then that's a red flag for sure. I actually agree with that because here's something like I learned recently about dating. I always dated in a way that I was worried about whether or not like, oh, does he like me? What you know, like, and then I finally understood like boundaries and you know, I did a lot of therapy and I understood boundaries and all these great things that I joke like I was raised with zero boundaries. I didn't even know what they were. So mm-hmm. it's kind it's now when I date, I mean I have a boyfriend, but it's so nice to take the time to be like, is this the right fit for me? Does this work? And I think the butterflies then come with like feeling love for someone instead of that. I couldn't agree more. Nerve-wracking insecurity that people confuse as like feelings. Exactly. When, yeah, when, when the butterflies are so much to do with insecurity. few more quick questions before I let you go. Do you ever look up what's like someone who voted something? Do you ever look and see who they are and check them out? Because there's been questions, Lindsay, that I didn't want to answer because I was embarrassed. And then I was like, does she look them up? That's really funny. Early days. Yes, I did do that. I have to say, and I'm not like being like, oh my God, we're so popular. We get so many votes that it's physically impossible for me to know who voted what, unless I go through everything, but like nobody has time for that. So no, I will never see what anybody votes. The only instance in like that I might, might check and I still don't even really do this is when it's like 1% versus 99%. And then I'm like, well, who's like the weird 1% that like wants to kill their parents? You know what I mean? Something like weird. Vote free, free to be. Okay. So a lot of people say dating is so hard these days with all these apps. Nobody is really ready to get serious. There's so many options. It's like a never ending swipe fest. What is your advice for people who are looking for an actual relationship and sorting through all the different apps, what are your favorites and what is it? How do people know that they're finding someone who's like serious about dating and not actually just like an app whore? And when I say whore, I'm not whore shaming. I'm saying constantly wants to be on a date every night of the week for the rest of their lives. Right. Which is a very real thing. I think all the apps are great. I actually think like the big three, which I feel like are Bumble, Hinge, and Tinder are great. You can always find someone on there. The other ones are good too. It's just like, these are top of mind. I actually think that if you're looking for something serious, you should probably do the opposite of whatever you're doing right now, which means like, stop taking it so seriously because you're coming off like really desk and like Mm -hmm. cringy. And if you just like have fun with it and you put jokes on your profile and you're like, Hey, what peanut butter type is your favorite? Like you actually could 
have better luck. I really do believe that. That's interesting. Well, it's so funny because one of my biggest pet peeves is, and I'm not on any apps anymore, but when people write lists of deal breakers, like that's their profile and they sound so that. angry and bitter and jaded. They're like, don't write to me if you're And I'm like, okay, I wouldn't write to you anyway now. Like, exactly, you because you're so started, angry. You're angry and you're starting off in a negative headspace. Like totally wants to, to talk to someone who's like, don't talk to me. If blah, blah, like, no, that person sucks. And also like, who are you? Like, who are you at this list? Exactly. (laughs) Like, oh, you are the end all be all. Like, I'm not allowed to, you know, like turtles because this idiot said, don't talk to me if you like turtles. Like, no. Okay. Sorry. I interrupted you. What are some other ways to tell if someone's serious about getting into a relationship? Cause I know you don't believe in the what are we discussion. If someone's serious about getting to a relationship or if they're just look, looking to play the field constantly until either they get struck by lightning or, you know, they just to play it forever. I think it's actually pretty obvious when someone's looking for a relationship because they take active next steps. Like they're not afraid of talking about the future. They introduce you to their friends. They are emotionally open and they express their feelings. And, you know, but I think the biggest indicator is that they're not afraid to talk about the future because that most, most people are afraid of that. Yeah. And so when do you think it's okay if you're, let's say you're dating someone and you really don't want to be sleeping with someone who's sleeping with like 40 other people. Like when is that conversation okay? Since you don't believe in the what are we conversation, how do you phrase it? Well, and I feel like you actually agree with this. Like if you have to ask them if they're sleeping with 40 people or like anyone else, I feel like that's already a red flag. Like that's another example of them showing you they want something serious because you know that they're like spending all their time talking to you. Correct. So like like, I had no doubt. Possibility. Yeah. In my relationship, I had no doubt that my boyfriend was just like serious about me, and I just didn't. We we talked in on Lindsay's podcast about that anxiety, that dating anxiety you get. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel I needed to like ask those questions. Really, I think like if you really want to address it like and you're just like worried that maybe they are seeing other people I think that you can say something like hey like I'm really enjoying this and like getting to know you and and, like you know wanted to have like a check-in of like like I'm sure you're enjoying it too right or like I don't even know what you would say and then they'd be like yeah of course like I actually was gonna date delete my dating app whatever it is you know um but I think the best case scenario, and like people hate me for saying this, but it's just true, is like when it's just naturally, you know, that that's not something that's happening. Okay. So if you're out dating, should you just meet for drinks or should you go to dinner? I think it doesn't matter. Um, but what I hate is when you meet for drinks and then they're like, okay, um, we can make a dinner now. And it's like, no, like, fuck you. You're like vetting me to see if like we can have dinner if I get lucky enough because you like me enough to like, let me eat, you know, (laughs) like stick to one or the other. So the funny thing about the drinks first dinner is I used to think drinks were like the easy way out. Like it was just quick, but I've held been held hostage at drinks before. Like they keep being like, Oh, let's get one more. And then because I just didn't know how to, now I'm like better at getting out of everything. I mean, I used to literally sit there like 
for hours or they'd nurse their drink. And I was like, I'm literally never going to see my family ever again. Like I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be sitting here like for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's easy to say like, I have to wake up early when it's just drinks because then like, it's like, I have to wake up early. AKA I'm not having one more drink with you. By the way, hot tip, a dog is a great way to get yes. out of a date. Pretend you have a dog. You don't have to have one. By the way, you don't even have to have one, but having to walk my dog has come in handy many times. Oh, I have one more question for you. Okay, sorry, Lindsay. Now I'm holding you hostage. No, I love it. Relationships where you break up and you get back together. No. Okay, can you expand on that, please? Because I have yeah. a major theory about this. There's always a reason you broke up. It doesn't even need to... You doesn't need to be like that big of a reason you broke up. Like you were willing to let that person go or they were willing to let you go. And every time I've ever tried to take someone back, either I got hurt or I had to hurt them because I remember why I broke up with them in the first place. One million trillion percent. You guys, I, I have a feeling about this myself. If you break up and you get back together, unless it's something insane, like someone, like you break up because like, you go to college or law school or like, and want right. to see how it plays out. And then if you break up for any other reason and you get back together, in my experience, the relationship is then broken and you yep. spend the rest of the relationship with one foot out the door waiting for the other shoe to drop. And like Always. Lindsay said, there's a reason you broke up. So to all of my listeners out there, and I know there's a couple, if you are on again, off again, just stay off, do yourself a stay favor. Off. Do your friends a favor. Just stay off. <laughs> okay, Lindsay, thank you so much. Thanks that for was so back for this. fun. I, I am the this. best time. You're awesome. I really You're had the best so time. Awesome. I feel like we've known each other forever. Lindsay, I love all of this advice. I want everyone to please go check out Lindsay's podcast, We Met at Acme. It's really amazing. I love your guests. I love the topics. I, I think everyone should listen. Dating, if you're dating someone, if you're single, if you're married, I think you could even pick up some good relationship stuff and definitely follow for the polls. It's my favorite polls. Lindsay, is there anything else you want to plug before I say goodbye to you? Great question. We do have merch dropping at some point this summer. Okay. So stay tuned for that. And also, do you still go to Acme? And I do still go to Acme <laughs> and it's open. So I hope to see you there. Oh, we will meet I, there for a drink. You know, I was just thinking we're both in New York must. City. We could have recorded live. Ridiculous. I know. So rare. I know. Everyone's always like in LA. I know. I know. <laughs> we have to do that next time. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You could visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.